This is the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Hello. Today I'm very excited to be doing an interview with someone I admire very much. Carrie Nola is a licensed psychotherapist and coach to healers who is located in Central Florida but works with people everywhere. So, Carrie, I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview with me today. Oh, you're so welcome, Laura. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted that you're here. Um, can you tell me a little bit about you and what you do? Absolutely. So I love my work because it's really diverse. I started as a licensed psychotherapist with a private clinical practice where I specialize in using holistic methods to support survivors of trauma, uh, PTSD, dissociation, and abuse. And I love that work so much that it evolved into doing uh, weekend workshops and healing retreats at the beach. And then I found that I was having so much success and abundance and feeling so rewarded in the work that I was doing that other healers began to ask me how I was uh, structuring my practice and what I was doing to welcome the success that I was having. And so I began to coach other healers in growing their practices as well. So I now have a virtual coaching academy where I work with healers all over the world in not only the external marketing strategies and techniques, but those internal blocks that kind of keep us from stepping into the fullness of who we are as healers to do the work that, that we've come to do on the planet right now. So kind of in a nutshell, several different areas of ways that I, that I support people, but I really appreciate the diversity and I feel like it's great for my self care and it helps me to be really fully present in using all of the different aspects of my gifts. I love that. Um, one of the things that really brought you to my awareness is, um, as you know, I found out about you through Facebook um, and some of the Facebook groups that we therapists participate in. And um, when I realized that you work with survivors of trauma, PTSD, disassociation, and abuse, that's my specialty area too. So um, hearing you talk about your work from such a heart-centered perspective um, really spoke to me because um, many therapists would say working with people who have trauma is, can be a very challenging type of work to do. It's, you know, it's extremely challenging for the clients and it's very challenging at times for the therapist too, to make sure that we take care of ourselves as we're helping our clients take care of themselves. Um, so that really connected for me and just hearing the way you talk about um, your work through your posts on your Facebook page and your blog posts. Um, it's just really connected for me, and that's why I wanted to get to know you better. So um, one of the things I love about what you do is that you use holistic healing techniques in your work, and 
I think it comes from a very heart-centered place, as I said, and I know you've said that. Um, so for me, I've really been on a journey personally and professionally to reconnect with myself, and I think maybe a more spiritual part of myself that I've been ignoring. Uh, so in my life and in my work with clients, I'm able to bring my most authentic self. I found that when I do that in that way, things happen in therapy that are so powerful and move the process in such a different way from traditional talk therapy where, you know, it's very clinical and kind of detached. When you're bringing your true self into it, your clients benefit and they connect and just get so much more out of it. So um, just so interested in how you do that, both in your work with clients, in your clinical practice, as well as in your coaching. So can you speak to that a bit? I sure can, and thank you so much for sharing the way that you've been experiencing my work. It's always fascinating to me to have how other people experience me and my work kind of reflected back, and it helps me to really uh, remember why I do what I do and to validate that it is uh, different at times than what we are traditionally taught. I know I came from a very research-based institution for my education and my master's degree and was taught very traditionally. And while some of those things really worked to create the structure and framework for for the beginnings of my practice development, I quickly found that they weren't terribly satisfying in terms of long-term relationships with my clients, even in the work I was doing with myself. One of the my main holistic premises is that it's not my responsibility to, to heal people or to get certain results in the lives of my clients. And the reason why I think my self-care and why I don't often get overwhelmed in my work is because I just take responsibility for me and how I show up, and I allow my clients to take responsibility for how they show up. And then in that space, we co-create a healing experience that looks exactly how they need it because this whole cookie-cutter idea of using one technique for every single client, it, it just never resonated with me because every client's different, and no client has experienced the same exact trauma, even if it might look like that on the outside, their story and their experience is completely unique. And talking about using holistic approach and mindset, for me, the first thing is allowing my intuition and and the essence of who I am to be present in the space because my human self doesn't often know what to do or how to handle something, but my spiritual essence, when I can be with somebody's energy always seems to to know what what to do or is willing to ask instead of assume or guess or take responsibility for knowing something that I just don't understand yet. And I really feel like that nurtures my own intuition and true essence, and it also gives my clients permission to trust their own instincts in the process rather than to rely on me because I don't know most often what it is that they need or what approach will even be best, but I do continue to give myself permission to trust that between the two of us, we will come up with with the exact uh, way of being together that's going to be the most, the most healing. 
Um, I could talk about this for days, Laura, so I want to take a breath yeah. and just invite you back to the conversation. I don't know how uh, how that sounds or... Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, I'm really with you on that. It's, um, you know, I think as therapists, sometimes if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the idea that it's, you know... I have all the answers and people come to me and they ask me for help and I make everything better. And of course, you know, that's not what we're really there to do, but um, sometimes, you know, you can get caught up in that without even realizing it. And, um, you know, I always think about if I am the client, do I think the therapist has all the answers? No, I really kind of feel like (laughs) I know what I need and, you know, I just need them to help me see what I'm not seeing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but honoring that each person's contribution to the process and how, um, you know, it's not all on the therapist to make it all better. It's not on the therapist at all, really. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a something that you create together. I really like how you said that. Um, so, uh, you, can you talk a little bit about how you do your holistic healing perspective, for lack of a better way to explain it, um, and I know you can explain it better, but when you are doing your coaching with therapists or supervision with, um, interns or, you know, newly licensed therapists, how do you do that work with them? That's a great question. And it's like, how do I put that into words? Because so often <laughs> it's like trying to write that note is like, well, it was just magical. I'm not really sure how to say it. But I do think it's important as we invite others to a more holistic approach and perspective and give more permission for that that wholeness to evolve in our field, I do think it's valuable for us to, to find words. So I'm going to think out loud here and see what I can come up with. Um, <laughs> intuition comes to mind uh, using my own intuition. And when I say that, you know, people, I think, get confused, um, you know, or we, we don't realize that we all have what I call our sixth sense, which is our ability to feel something in a space that's not necessarily being talked about. So maybe you'll, sometimes in a session, my eyes will start watering and I'll be like, gosh, I'm not really aware of feeling sad, but my eyes are watering. And so I tune into that. And so I use my body as a holistic tool to help me sense energy that's in the space. So if I'm working with a therapist and helping them, let's say, uh, to work on something with a client that they've come to consult with or supervise with me about, I will tell them, you know, I'm noticing this sensation in my body. I wonder how you relate to that and what that means for you about this client that we are bringing into the space energetically to talk about and to, um, you know, understand better. And that's been a really powerful tool, which I also think then gives, gives therapists and healers permission to use their body in the process as well. Our body is one of our greatest and most powerful teachers, and I think it's really often ignored. If I have a sudden headache in the session, that gets used in the in the work. There's a reason why that happened at this moment. Uh, to me, it's not a coincidence at all, and maybe it is, in fact, mine, and it's not something that I'm tapping into, but I'll tell you, Laura, nine times out of ten, 
when I have a physical sensation in a session and I bring it up, the client or supervisee or healer I'm supporting will validate that they are having that same symptom or that they have been having it, or it will kind of lead us to some insight that was missing in the room before then. And I also think that really lends itself to a beautiful relationship between me and whoever I'm working with, because I think hurt happens in relationships and we also heal ourselves in relationships. And so when there's not a a team approach or a relational approach to healing, I think we might see short-term results from that, but I think for long-term results to be present or even long-term growth and evolution to happen with us as healers, we have to experience the work. Um, I think one of the biggest downfalls of traditional therapy is that we only honor the cognition. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we talk about the feelings, but we don't necessarily experience them. We're almost trained in a way to shut down feelings or, or in my EMDR training, as we call them, abreactions. You know, we, we shut them down because I think we're afraid, maybe because we haven't allowed ourselves permission to go to those deep levels of feeling and relief. Or maybe we don't know how to hold that space for our clients. But I think when we talk holistic, we're honoring the whole being, the mind, the body, and the soul. And that includes things that we can't see or necessarily even feel or or touch in a physical sense. But nonetheless, it is there with us. And to me, when I talk about holistic, it's about an honoring of all those different elements, not just focusing on one but allowing there to be a, a marriage between all of them in the, in the healing. Very cool. It's like you're saying that you discuss, you're really talking about everything that's happening in the room and not just the cognitions and the verbal things that are being said. You know, yeah. you're talking me, about what's more body sensations. Yes. Yeah. And to me, it's more important what's not being said, right? Because sometimes right. I think, a lot of what we're saying is really just a distraction from, you know, we, we hear the term the elephant in the room. And I think a lot of times we use words to distract or ignore or to suppress or repress things that we're scared to bring to the surface, both in our role as a, as a healer and uh, clients. Um, and I loved earlier when you thought of yourself as a client and you put yourself in that role, because I think the other piece of, of doing really deep sacred work with in our field is that we've got to be willing to do that deep sacred work ourselves. And until we experience that, it's really hard to hold it with or for somebody else. And that's, I think, where one of the biggest power differentials shows up in healing is when we sit in a chair on one side of the room, but we haven't balanced that out with sitting in the chair on the other side of the room. And I agree so much with what you just said. And, and it's, you know, it's that one down. The client is a one down. You're one up on them. And if you are coming at each other as equals, there's much different energy in the, in the process. Um, and what you said, too, about the elephant in the room, because that, that's so true. Even for us as therapists, when there's nothing being said and you are thinking, hmm, well, what should I say? What should I say? And, <laughs> you know, want to fill the this, this space with talking, even though we're trained to just sit with it. Um, 
that whole tension that's in the room and everything that's happening um, is part of it. And you can drown it out, just try to ignore it by talking over it, or just let it happen. And, and I love just what you said about the sensations you feel in your body. I definitely, with my clients, talk to them about the sensations that they feel. I've never thought to talk about the sensations that I feel. But I yeah, certainly I do, just like you said. I'll have feeling, you know, sometimes my eyes will water or various things. My stomach, I'll get a feeling in the pit of my stomach or anything. Therapist, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. Did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marich, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie, and I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises, it's okay, it's normal, and here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. We all know that small actions can make a big difference in our lives. I know for me, I can be in a terrible mood, go out somewhere and see a stranger, make eye contact and just smile at them and find suddenly I feel good. Whether it's practicing mindfulness a few minutes each day, movement practices, small actions can have big benefits, like how taking care of your gut can support whole body health. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. 
Your body is an ecosystem and great health starts in the gut. Your gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, our immune systems, and more. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash living and use code 25living to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash living, code 25living. And all those things, when we make them relevant, either, I mean, and even if it's not uh, something for the, for the client or it's, if it's in my experience, it's distracting me. So until I give it voice, either just within myself sometimes or, or externally, I think it then clears the air. Usually the symptom clears and then we can kind of move, move beyond it. But I think it brings our humanness into into the room. You know, I remember earlier in my career, I had some really brave adolescents that, that I worked with. And what I love about adolescents is so often they're willing to say the thing that grownups won't say. And mm-hmm. a couple of times I had a few of them that were like, God, I just wish you would like take your shoes off and like be real. Like, why are you sitting over there with your legs crossed and you're like, you're so professional and you've got your, you know, clipboard sitting next to you. And it's just like, I just can't, find you. I can't relate to you. And it was huge. And I was even able to be grateful at the time, although a part of me was, was taken aback, but it was such important feedback that, that our clients want us. They want us in the process. They want to know that we have feelings too, and that their story moves us and we can maintain boundaries and appropriateness. We don't have to tell our whole story, but and we can also relate, and there are ways to do that, which I think is an art that we develop over time as we have the courage to get to know ourselves better and be willing to do more and more of our own work um, because we can only take the clients as far as we've been ourselves. So if at any point we stop our own process of growth and consciously seeking that out, then it starts to become really frustrating working with clients because we feel stuck with them too, which is really just a mirror that we're feeling stuck within ourselves or that's been my experience anyway so yeah I agree I agree but to hear you say that it's it's like affirming to hear that um so when you were talking about doing the work with clients um and the body sensations and that whole part um I just thought how much you must have to be present in every session, just how much you're giving of yourself in every session that you have. And how do you um, kind of recover between sessions and, you know, what type of self-care techniques do you use? Um, How do you do that? Because when you, you know, for me, it's, again, doing trauma work, it can be so intense. Mm -hmm. And then... Typically, I would have, in my practice, a 15-minute space in between sessions. Sometimes it would be as much as 45 minutes. But, um, you know, in that time, how do you go transition from giving what you gave to coming back to yourself and then going to give what you're going to give to the next person? Yes, thank you. I love that question. I, 
yeah, that's evolved for me over time for sure. And it still ebbs and flows. And my body reminds me when I have the opportunity to deepen into some more self-care practices. But I have several rituals that I, that I do. Um, one is an opening ritual at the beginning of my day, which is kind of a blessing. I, I bless the space. I bless the intention um, of how I want to show up and how I am willing to hold space. Um, I ask for support. Uh, from the universal energies that be because I know that I'm not doing this work by myself. And when I start getting into my ego space, believing that I am doing this work by myself, that's incredibly tiring and overwhelming. And again, that's that piece of taking more responsibility than is my own. I, I don't always... I don't necessarily believe that I'm giving something to the client more as I'm kind of I'm channeling... Um, messages or information that will help them reflect them back to themselves. And I think that helps me to stay really clear as well. Um, being in private practice, I love that I can structure my own schedule in a way that works for me. So I um, never see more than four to five clients in a day. And I always have at least a half hour break between each client. And if I do book any back-to-back -back clients, um, I do that very strategically, knowing the work that I do with each of them, and I kind of prepare myself energetically for that. And during that time, I release um, the work that we did. Um, I wish the client well and trust that they're going to be able to hold and continue to integrate what we've done in a way that's meaningful to them. And I check in with any parts of myself that may have gotten triggered or awakened um, in response to anything that we did, and I offer those parts of me support, or I commit to coming back to them later in the day when I will make time for that. And then at the close of my day, I, uh, you know, bless the day again, and um, then reconnect with those parts of myself that may have been activated during the work and allow me to be really present with me. I think it's just that balance of showing up for others, but knowing that I'm, that's not a time to abandon myself. When I'm with my clients, I'm also with me. I am internally working with the parts of me that come up. And it, it's, a, it's not always easy, but it is important to me. And I'm, I work and practice regularly on how to hold that dual attention because um, the parts of me that I'm not paying attention to, I often, they often have value to give in the session. And so if I'm not paying attention to them, I can't offer their gifts to my clients. And then I also become really overwhelmed with the process because I'm not taking care of myself. And wow. This is that so helpful is so for me, true. Laura. I don't even know that I realized all of this. So thank you for the opportunity to say it out loud. This is like clicking for me too. Like, yeah, I do do these things. Okay. And not all the time, but I, yeah, I'm committed to practicing. Yes. Well, I, I just love what you're saying. And this is why I wanted to talk to you because, you know, you have so much to offer when you talk about this, that's different from, it's so different from what we learn in grad school. I mean, nothing that you just said <laughs> was mentioned in grad school to me other than just, you know, make time for self-care. You should get your own therapy. You know, we all hear that. And mm -hmm. I am a great believer in those things, but 
you know, you might think, oh, well, I go to the gym three times a week, so that's self-care. You know, I'm very committed to self-care, but, you know, you're ignoring your body and the parts of yourself that are triggered by things. And, and when I say you, I mean, I've done this. I know it's not just my problem. It's, it's a common thing for all of us. Yeah. So I've begun to think of self-care in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I was pretty good about it. Yes. Well, I think we think self-care, we think, right, getting a pedicure or a massage or taking Mm -hmm. an afternoon away from the family and being by ourselves in nature. And all of those things are beautiful. But the reality is self-care is about staying staying at home with ourselves. And I think that's the piece of self-care that I used to miss and that whenever I am feeling overwhelmed, it's really not that I need a massage. Yeah, that might be great for my physical body, and and that can be a part of my self-care routine, but what helps me most quickly to to become more present is to figure out where I've been abandoning myself and come back home. And I think because of the way that we were trained, we often, it kind of lends itself to abandoning ourselves while we're working with other people. And Uh I think that's the opportunity we have is how can we hold that dual attention of being with ourselves and being with our clients? Um, Because then we're also modeling that they can do that too, because in their own lives or their relationships, if they're abandoning themselves while they're in relationship with their partners or their children or at work, they're not their whole self. And not being our whole self leads to depression and anxiety and disease and all kinds of things. I mean, I think that's really the only problem that we are helping people to solve, and it just manifests in a lot of different ways or supposed diagnoses, both mental health-wise and physical-wise. And the, the, the problem is forgetting who we are and giving ourselves permission to be that. And the longer we stifle that and the more we resist it, the more pain it creates emotionally, physically, energetically. And I think that's what we're all experiencing. I agree. And so how, as you pointed out, what we learned in school lends lends itself to us abandoning ourselves. So how did you learn, how did you get to where you are in the way you view your work and, and using these holistic practices? By being a client and a, and a speaker of my own process, and really it wasn't something I did terribly intentionally. I wish I could say, you know, I just woke up, and, but that's not true at all. Um, I, actually, <laughs> I actually experienced uh, the loss of a friend in a very traumatic way, and mm-hmm. as a result of that, it was very early in my practice, and as a result, I found myself really overwhelmed with my own grief and asking questions like, why do these things happen and what is going on and how am I going to be a therapist when I'm grieving and what is this all going to look like? And I remember I I called um, another therapist that I had consulted with before and I said, you know, this is going on. And she said, you know, Carrie, it would really be a crime. I'll never forget she used that word. She said, Carrie, it would be a crime for you to not allow your clients to see your process or to understand that you're being bothered by this. Um, The death of my friend who was actually a colleague, it was very public uh, in our community. And so everybody knew and it really started. That was the introduction of the shift for me of how I could be me 
in with my clients while still maintaining those healthy boundaries. And that just looks like calling clients and saying, I'm really um, needing to be present with my grief today. So I'm going to reschedule our appointment. And then when they would, you know, feel sad or give their condolences, I would, I would accept them. And I would say, thank you so much for, for holding that space for me. I look forward to returning to our work after I've given more attention to my, to my own sadness here. Um, and it wasn't like I told them my whole story or they became my therapist, but it was just honest enough so that I could be human with them and we could relate. And something changed in my work with clients after that. And that was really just a catalyst for me to go deeper into my own healing, my own uh, spirituality, my own understanding of not being a victim of the things that happened in my own life, but really knowing at some level that I've chosen them and that they're here to help me expand into the fullness of who I am and what I'm here to do. And today, um, today her, her murder has been one of the most uh, priceless gifts that I've ever unwrapped and, and sat with in my, yeah, in my whole life. Wow. To have such a traumatic experience and be able to turn it into something that you see as a priceless gift is, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, that is so powerful what you just said, because as therapists, we're not supposed to have problems, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, we're supposed to be fine all the time. And, you know, I know many, obviously I know many other therapists um, and myself at times, there have been points where, um, you know, having a loss in the family or um, something traumatic happens and, you know, it's how do I balance my grief with, or, or the experience I'm having, if it's an illness with um, the work that I'm doing with clients. And, you know, typically it's kind of what I think a lot of people do is try to act like nothing's happening, but Mm -hmm. you're not really yourself and your clients can see that too. Yes. And I think that's, that's it is to, to believe that I'm hiding something that I'm really not good at hiding, nor do I want to be modeling that um, mm-hmm. was a big moment for me. And I love how you just put that, that our clients know it too. And I have, I believe that, that my clients are incredibly intuitive and I don't want to um, devalue that, that gift that they have in our relationship as well. And to me, it's about being honest about to myself, first and foremost, am I in a space to show up today to hold space for my clients? Am I in a place where I can, you know, hold what I'm going through and still create that sacred container for their work to be done? And there are days when honestly, no, I I can't do that. And it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be the death of a loved one or, you know, something tragic. It can just be the reality is that day. I just don't have it. And it's just not how I'm, I'm able and willing to show up. And I, I can't tell you how magical it's been to have the courage to, to tell my clients that and how wonderfully they've received it and how it's 
deepened our work together uh, and given them permission to do the same thing in their life. It's like we talk to clients about self-care and we talk about how to do X, Y, or Z, but it's, it's kind of like telling your kids to do what you say, not what you do. And I think so true. that's true for our clients. You know, it's like, I don't need to talk to my clients about self-care because they're watching me do it in the sessions with them, out of the sessions with them. When I cancel, it's like, just because we have a standing appointment doesn't mean we're always going to meet at this day and time because the reality is I can't know today if I'm going to be able to hold space for you next Thursday at two o'clock because it's not next Thursday at two o'clock yet. So right now that's my intention, but my clients know that I'm going to be honest with them that if we get to next Thursday at two and I'm just not there in my mind, they're going to get a call um, saying so, and we're going to find a better time. Um, I love my clients and myself so much that I find the courage to tell the truth um, because it feels good for me and I want my relationships to be clean and clear. I love that. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marriage, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie, and I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises, it's okay, it's normal, and here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today.
The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marriage, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie, and I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises, it's okay, it's normal, and here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is exactly what I was hoping (laughs) we would have in this conversation, but at the same time, I didn't know how it would go. So I'm, I'm so grateful for how open you've been to sharing so many things. Um, so. I think, you know, I started a blog series about um, holistic practices that can complement talk therapy, and um, I began to make my practice more intentional with using mindfulness techniques, um, talking about body sensations, somatic things, and um, affirmations, and a lot of different things that aren't part of your traditional medical model, clinical Mm -hmm. therapy process. Um, can you say a little bit about some of the things that you do or um, encourage clients to try that relate to those things? Absolutely. I mean, I have uh, training in more uh, in more traditionally recognized holistic techniques, which we might look at like um, emotional freedom technique or tapping, um, EMDR. Um, I'm also a Reiki master and have studied extensively 
uh, energy healing and some body work, somatic experiencing, um, many of these things that I would incorporate. Also hypnosis and um, uh, yeah, con- levels of consciousness and different states of awareness kind of work. So my biggest piece, though, which I notice I haven't even mentioned yet, although I've been using the language of it, is uh, parts work or ego state work. Um, and I don't know how holistic people think of it as, but I think it's been, it's probably the thing that's most present in my work across the board, no matter who I'm talking to, including myself. And that is how do we honor the different parts of ourselves and let them all be present in our experience? Because I think the parts of us that get attention are usually the ones that, um, yeah, are acceptable and lovable, but the ones that need our attention most are the unsavory ones, the ones that feel deep sadness or deep shame or deep fear, and they tend to get left behind. And I think that's why we're not experiencing wholeness or healing, because we haven't really addressed the parts of us that need that attention. And it's not about healing those parts and or cutting them off or having those things not happen in our lives anymore. For me, it's about allowing those parts to have a voice and supervising and parenting them in a nurturing way so that we don't need them to be any different than how they are. We just realize that we can sit with them and and supervise and support their processes and love them as they come rather than needing them to stop being sad or stop being ashamed or stop being angry or stop being afraid. And I don't know that it gets any more holistic than that. When we should be holistic, holistic means whole and accepting the whole. And yeah, we can go into all kinds of woo-woo techniques. I mean, you know, yeah, I can sense energy and I, I channel different messages for people as they come to me. But I think at the end of the day, it's about falling in love with all parts of ourselves. And that's really what's most present in, in all the work that I do with anybody. Wow. You have a lot to offer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, do you, one thing I wanted to ask you about is in your practice coaching with um, therapists, mm-hmm. I know um, there are a lot of practice coaches out there, and um, I've worked with some, and, you know, each coach that's out there kind of has certain areas that are there specialty. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can't possibly address every possible aspect of your business. Um, yeah. And what is so different about you is that you talk about removing blocks, you know, the internal blocks to building a successful business, I guess. So can you talk more about that? Because I will not be able to say it as well as the way you can explain it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think you did just, just capture the <laughs> essence of it. I just, I think there are people that, that talk strategy and structure for business really, really well. And I can teach those things, but one of the things I'm being more honest with myself about lately is the truth that I'm really here to help awaken healers to what it is they're here to do and to introduce them to parts of themselves that may be sabotaging that from happening. So my, my coaching is really more, I call it therapeutic, therapeutic soul coaching, where we're going to together investigate and explore why it is that you haven't built what it is that you want yet. 
And I've found that no matter how much structure or strategy you have, if you're not working with the parts of you that are sabotaging that progress, then those structures and strategies become irrelevant. And it's really about the partnership between your inner world and then the strategies and structures at some point when it's time to put in place. But even without structure and strategy, if you have your inner world together, you become like a lightning rod just attracting to you what it is that you're ready to receive. I know that at the beginning of my career, I had a terrible website. I didn't know the first thing about writing that. It was basically my resume or some biography, (laughs) and it didn't work at first. But I never changed anything on my website. I just did some inner work, and all of a sudden, it was like my business exploded, and I had more clients than I could even handle as one a one-woman show. And that, to me, is evidence that it's really not about the external. Uh, those things can help, and they're and they're great, and they absolutely have a place and a time. And when you do the inner part, you're completely empowered to just welcome what you want because being you is enough. And I'd say that's what is really the work that I enjoy doing most is helping you to be you so that your clients can find you. Because I just did a a blog video about this this week, or you may have uh, seen it where I was saying your clients are looking for you, but if you're not being you, they can't find you. So you wonder mm-hmm. why people are, you know, we get to those points where like, why isn't my phone ringing? Why aren't people calling? Well, it's because they're looking for you and who you actually are. And a lot of times we're performing or using a costume or a mask. And so those people who, who need us and, and want to work with us can't find us. Yes. So I agree. I and do. I really believe that. So I love that. I felt like I knew we were having our interview today and I saw your post yesterday and I was I was just that this is exactly what I'm talking about (laughs) yeah divine timing I love how that happens and um yeah I'm so excited we're getting to talk today Laura I think there are so many therapists that are having versions of these conversations I feel like behind closed doors with one another or with themselves and I think I know I've been afraid to say a lot of these things out loud. And one of my intentions for this year is to bring what I do behind closed doors with my clients, the, the, you know, the healers that I coach and the therapy clients that I support out into the, the real world, out into the public for people to see and experience. Because I, I see and experience the magic and the gifts that happen in the privacy of my work. But I think it's time that we introduce them on a larger scale. So I'm really grateful for this platform that you've created for us today to be able to to talk about these things. Well, thank you. I feel that um, there's no question in my mind that if people want what you have and you're showing who you really are so they can find you, they'll, you know, your practice will be abundant Um, for you, for me. Um, I mean, what you talk about, like I said, if I were looking for someone who offers what you have and I didn't know it was you and nobody else was saying that they did, I would just settle for, you know, a therapist who really wasn't offering what I was deeply searching for. And I, that's what the time that I am in in my life when I'm in a real searching journey right now. And, you know, I feel like it's an awakening. So it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's, it's wonderful. But, um, 
Latino, I, I would be, that would be the kind of service I would be looking for if I were looking for a therapist right now. So, um, you know, not letting people know that that's what you do, you're hiding it, making it, they can't find it. So I'm glad that you want to show up more fully and let people know what's really, what you're really doing. Um, so I have one more question for you. Um, sure. Can you tell me about, I know you do um, healing retreats for therapists, and I know you mentioned at the beginning, I don't know if you do it for clients as well, but can you talk about those and what you do? Yes, that's one of the favorite parts of, of my work is to be able to kind of carve out some an extended period of time to be present with our inner journey. And so I go on my own personal retreats and they've been so powerful that I began to offer them to others. I started offering them with, uh, in my therapy practice with clients and I take a group of clients to a house on the beach for about a week. And for a week we're, we're not mothers or wives or, you know, employees or, you know, siblings, we're just us. And we have time to unravel and to fall apart and to not have to dress up or say a certain thing or be anything to anyone. And we can just really allow those parts of ourselves that want to be seen and heard to have that, that sacred space for it to happen. And just this year, I began offering that, or rather late last year, actually, began offering those retreats for healers as well. Because I think so often we're the ones holding sacred space for others but then who's there to hold that sacred space for us. And I have some retreats coming up. Actually, I want to do one out in California. They've been on the East coast here, uh, closer to my home, but I have a, a business partner who is an incredible healer and spiritual teacher. And him and I will be partnering up to do some of this work with healers um, on the West coast as well. So I absolutely love that kind of work. You know, I started, my clients actually, they're my greatest teachers. And one of the things they were telling me was like, I feel like I can't fall apart. Like in even I'm, most of my sessions are 90 minutes to two hours. Uh, I don't find that I can do the kind of work I do in 50 minutes. And so they were still telling me though, I feel like I can't, I can only fall apart to a certain extent because after this, I still have to get in my car and pull it together to go home and be mom or to be partner or to be employee or student or whatever role it is that they play in their life. And they were asking me for more. They were asking me for an opportunity to have enough time to fully unravel so they could get to those dark spaces that were asking for their attention that our traditionally timed sessions didn't lend themselves to. And I think that's the beauty of retreat work is that extended period of time where we can go inward and really be with ourselves without the fear of having to pull ourselves back together uh, in enough time to play those roles that we have taken on in our life. Yes. So will you be offering any retreats on the East Coast this year or is it only on the West Coast? It'll probably be a little bit of both. I'm really just going off of inspiration, and I try to plan one at a time because they are very intense, and there's a lot of planning mm -hmm. that goes into them. So absolutely, uh, it's an intention of mine to uh, yeah, work with the healers that are ready on all the coasts and beyond. <laughs> so definitely stay tuned. I'll have them on my website. Um, 
I always share that with my email community first. So um, people are welcome to join my community and stay tuned. So where, where can they find you online? Sure. So probably the best place is my home base. That's my website, which is carrynola.com. K-E-R-I-N-O-L-A.com. I know it's lots of spellings for my name. So <laughs> that's one way. And then I also have a Facebook group for healers where I'm sharing daily inspiration, and that's a great place to connect as well. And all that can be linked to from my website. And on my website, I have a free gift with um, my favorite three marketing secrets that kept my practice thriving for the last 10 years. And if you sign up for that, then I keep you posted on uh, my weekly blogs and also uh, my upcoming events as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time today and all of this knowledge, which I'm just soaking in. (laughs) I know that I'm not the only one who's going to be like, wow, and just wanting to know more. So um, I really appreciate you being willing to do that. Um, And um, it's inspiring for me. So I'm just kind of like, you know, basking in it right now. Oh, well, thank you so much, Laura, for creating this space for us today and for others to to learn and grow in in more holistic ways. I, I do believe that we're far more expansive than we give ourselves credit for, and I love that, that you're creating a community where we can talk about these things. So thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. So um, if you want to visit Carrie's website. Again, that's www.carrienola.com, K-E-R-I-N-O-L-A. And thanks again for being here today. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more, visit Laura's website, www.lauraregan.lcswc.com.